Welcome back, coming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Talking about Thomas Lovell Bedoes. I'm sure he does, Bedoes. Who doesn't? Ralph Waldo Emerson Bedoes and Richard Henry Horn as well. We all do. And Swim has come in with a few little tidbits. Thomas Lovell Bedoes was an English poet, dramatist and physician. Bedoes' work shows a constant preoccupation with death. He wandered continental Europe, practicing his profession, expounding democratic theories, and published nothing. He became increasingly disturbed and committed suicide by poison at Basel in 1849 at the age of 45. Wow. I liked his poems. How to say. thought they were good. Both sides of Emerson's family came to America as Puritans in the 16th century. He is one of the Titans, a person of very great intellect and importance in American literature, and is one of the founders of transcendentalism. Really? Interesting. Trans- <laughs> Toby found that funny. Transcendentalism is a philosophical movement that developed in the late 1820s and 1830s in New England. A core belief is in the inherent goodness of people and nature, and while society and its institutions have corrupted the purity of the individual, people are at their best when truly self-reliant and independent. He died at 78 from pneumonia. Horn lived to 82. He lived in Australia from 1852 to 1869, a lot of the time in Melbourne. No kidding. He was both a poet and critic. In criticism, he had insight and quickness. He was one of the first to appreciate Keats and Tennyson, and he gave valuable encouragement to Mrs. Browning when she was still Miss Elizabeth Barrett. Wow, that's very uh, <laughs> very hipster. I, I, I appreciated him first. I, I was into him before anyone even knew him, when they were just like underground poets, indie poets. Signed to an indie poetry label. I basically discovered him. Pretty much responsible for all their success. Um, pretty cool. Um, very hip. Very cool. So Melbourne. The first. <laughs> it's funny that he was in Melbourne and he was the original hipster. Good on you, Henry. Richard. Richard Henry. Whatever your name is. Um. Alright, poems. Poems, 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 poems. Where are we up to today? Okay, so we just read Richard Henry Horn. Richard Henry Horn. Robert Stephen Hawker will be our first poet today. King Arthur's Ways Hail. Oh dear, I think this might be... I don't know. I was going to say it might be a bit um, Gaelic. (coughs) Excuse that. But it isn't. 1804 to 1875, good innings. King Arthur's way hail, way hail for night and dame. O Mary, be their dole. Drink hail in Jesus' name. We fill the tawny bowl, but covered down the curving crest mould of the orient lady's breast. We hail, yet lift no lid. Drain ye the reeds for wine. Drink hail, the milk was hid that soothed the babe divine. Hushed as the hollow channel flows, he drew the balsam from the rose. Where's hail thus glowed the breast, where God yearned to cling, drink ale. So Jesus pressed life from its mystic spring, then hush and bend in reverent sigh, and breathe the thrilling reeds for wine. We hail in shadowy scene, lo, Christmas children we drink hail, behold we lean, at a far mother's knee, to dream that thus her bosom smiled, and learn the lip of Bethlehem's child. Are they not all ministering spirits? We see them not, we cannot hear the music of their wing, yet know we that they sojourn near the angels of the spring. They glide along this lovely ground, 
When the first violet grows, their graceful hands have just unbound the zone of yonder rose. I gather it for thy dear breast from stain and shadowy, f- shadow free. That which an angel's touch hath blessed is met, my love, for thee. I've paused and come back at a later time. If you didn't notice the little edit there. And I am now holding a baby. <laughs> um, what did we just read then? I guess we just read... Robert Stephen Hawker? Do we? Yeah. Uh, and now we're reading Thomas Wade. Oh, good morning, little fellow. Gugu, gaga. Thomas Wade, eighteen o five to eighteen seventy five, the half asleep. Oh, for the mighty awakening that aroused the old time prophets to their missions high, and the blind Homer's inward sunken sun-like eye showed the heart's universe where he caroused radiantly the fishes poor unhoused, and sent them forth to preach divinity, and made our Milton his great dark defy. To the light of one immortal theme espoused, but half asleep are those now most awake, and save calm thought at Wordsworth, we have none who for eternity put time at stake, and hold a constant course as doth the sun, we yield but drops that no deep thirstings slake, and feebly cease ere we have well begun. Francis Mahony, 1805-1866, The Bells of Shandon. With deep affection and recollection, I often think of those Shandon bells, whose sounds so wild would in the days of childhood fling around my cradle their magic spells. On this I ponder wherever I wander, and thus grow fonder, sweet cork of thee, and thy bells of Shandon that sound so grand on the pleasant waters of the river Lee. I've heard bells chiming full many a ch- climb in, tolling sublime in cathedral shrine, while at a glib rate brass tongues would vibrate, but all their music spoke naught like thine. For memory dwelling on each proud swelling of the belfry nulling, its bold notes free made the bells of Shandon sound far more grand on the pleasant waters of the River Lee. I've heard Bells tolling, old Adrian's mole in, their thunder rolling from the Vatican, and cymbals glorious swinging uproarious in the gorgeous turrets of Notre Dame. But thy sounds were sweeter than the dome of Peter flings over the Tiber, pealing solemnly. Oh, the bells of Chandon sound far more grand on the pleasant waters of the River Lee. There's a bell in Moscow, while on tower and kiosco, in St. Sophia, the Turkman gets and loud in air calls men's to prayer from the tapering summits of tall minarets. Such empty phantom I freely grant them, but there is an anthem more dear to me. Tis the bells of Shandon, this sound so grand on the pleasant waters of the River Lee. And that's going to be it for tonight. A couple of poems for you. 
I liked that one. Had a good uh, rhythm to it, didn't it? All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.